Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How are you feeling today? Girl, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bomb. I'm feeling so excited. And you already know why. Because it, you guys, if you follow us on Twitter, you've already seen how we have been <laughs> retweeting ourselves <laughs> about, <laughs> about we have reached a good milestone. We always say we want to celebrate wins along the way. So we just wanted to take this time to say that we have reached 15,000 listens on our podcast. Let's go. <laughs> so um, we just... <laughs> so we just want to thank you guys for listening and rocking with us on our grind and just always being here to support and listen so make sure you continue to share that with somebody out there yeah and um, just to just to add on to what you were saying it's so exciting because like we've said this before and we're gonna say it again because you know erica and i's thing is to be open honest and transparent um, is that when we started our podcast, like we did not know how to podcast. We just knew we wanted a podcast. We had listened to podcasts. Mm-hmm. We had been to live podcast tapings, but I really don't think that we understood all of the work that went into it. So when you see us talking and you see us having guests and you see us mixing things in, like just know that those are things that we had to learn through trial and error, but also that we taught ourselves, you know, how to do. And at first, you know, it was a little slow in year one. Year two was a little (laughs) slow, you know, but as we're coming up on three years of podcasting and having our podcasting, honestly, like all jokes aside, it really just warms my heart. I know it warms Erica's heart just to see that people are, you know, listening to us, rocking with us, joining the Melanin fam. Just to think that people actually like, you know, prayerfully take something away from what we're saying and they take time out of their day once a week to listen to us for 30 to 50 minutes as we just have girl chat. Like, That makes me so happy. So this is such a big deal. And as we reach more milestones, we're going to keep celebrating. We're going to keep thanking you. And we just really, really appreciate it. Yes. And if we were not in a pandemic, I would have every bit, everybody, all 15,000 listens celebrate with us. Um, but right. we can't because the CDC done said that <laughs> we don't have to wear our mask anymore, even like if we're vaccinated. Now, Shelby and I have, you know, got our vaccinations, but both of us are on the same wave as far as like, look, I'm still being six feet apart. I should have been that way before the pandemic. Right. But it's like, I just still don't feel comfortable with that. Like the CDC was like, look, y'all on your own, whatever. But for me, I think that, you know, for me, I've been working at home this whole time. And now I know that my job is going to try to have us come back in. And I'm just nervous about the whole thing. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to, I don't want to go about, uh, about um, being around people that aren't wearing their masks. I'm still going to wear my mask vaccinated or not. You know what I'm saying? So right. how do you feel about that, Shelby? Because that's just crazy. Um, I'm not one of little CDC's friends, so I don't trust them. Um, that's the first thing. 
Um, but like, no, I agree with you, friend. Like I personally, like you said, I have gotten vaccinated. However, my issue is that like, I don't know who else is vaccinated. I don't know who else is taking precautions. I don't know what other people are doing in their homes. I do know that I have a lot of people around me that are high risk. So I just think it would be foolish of me not to, you know, take extra precautions because I know what you're doing and I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what other people are doing. So with the right. mask coming off and like to each his own if you don't want to wear your mask i mean you're not gonna wear it whatever but for me as for me in my house i'm choosing to still wear mine just for added protection b um i ain't gotta hear you know smile you me i don't have to hear all that cat calling no more because you don't know what i look like um <laughs> but also i just think you know it's just the extra safety precaution until we can continue to get this in line and in check and i think that people forget that you can be vaccinated and still get the virus you know so as for me i just feel like i'm gonna keep you know more precautions in place um my job they are going back into the office as well next week however thankfully my job is not making us go back in the office if we do not want to and we do not choose to it's more so if we want to and more so if like eventually a client wants to meet us up there um but i won't go in no way so yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not going either um so i've been perfectly fine this whole year uh the past year um working from my my own comfort because if you think about it you got to share stuff with other people like you say you don't know where they've been you know and, what and I already was skeptical about sharing, you know, the bathrooms, the break rooms and all of that before the pandemic. But now it would just have me just my anxiety would be over the top. Right. So um, it's going to be a no for me. And like you said, um, I'm not one of CDC's little friends. So <laughs> <laughs> we we going to do what we what we were raised to do. <laughs> which is where I'm at. <laughs> so uh, let's keep it moving and get into the show. Um, let's start with our dating and relationship segment. So Shelby, I'm going to read this IG post. <laughs> and I want you to tell me what your thoughts are on this guy's statement. And um, you just let me know. So the IG post reads, I don't date women my age. Y'all already stuck in your ways. Need me a 21 to 24 year old and up an up-and-comer who can help run my kingdom. A woman actually responded to this dumb statement with her (laughs) translation of his post saying, I want to groom young women because women my age won't allow me to manipulate them. Say it with your chest now. So Shelby, what are your thoughts on that statement? And do you think age matters in this sense? Okay, I have a lot of thoughts. So I'm gonna try to keep this cute and short, which probably won't be short, but here we go. Um, so first off, just in general, as long as you, the legal, the legal age is 18, right? But for me, as long as you're 21 and up, I personally don't feel like age matters. I feel like if that's your thing, you know what I mean? Like some people like older people, some people like younger people, but I feel like as long as you are of age and you're legal and that's just your preference, that's fine. Age doesn't matter in that sense. However, the way that he's using age and the way that he's talking about it, it matters because this screams controlling, this screams manipulation, and this screams insecure on his part. And I'm going to tell you why. So for to me, so I agree with the woman's translation of it like a thousand percent because the way that he is thinking and the way that he is wording this 
to me, it's screaming. I can't get someone my age or older because A, I lack the maturity to handle and deal with them, but also because I want to control this person and I want them to be what I want them to be. I have a problem with that because I feel like as women, your man is supposed to uplift you and he's supposed to give you space and room to be who you want to be and to grow and to flourish. Like if she wants to help you build your dream, that's fine, but you can't necessarily put that on her. I feel like you are, this person, this guy is making him, he essentially wants a trophy wife and he essentially wants her to be what he wants her to be. And so he's basically planting these nuggets and, you know, telling her and showing her how she has to be to be with him when in reality she should just be able to be who she wants to be to be with him i think when men i think when this happens i feel like women or anybody in this situation can lose their identity i feel like they can really go to a place you know and become sad and down because the thing is when you're not being authentically yourself and you're not living up to your purpose and you're not doing and being who you want to be like your body and your mind and your brain is going to tell you that And so I just personally feel that for him to purposely go out and target women in this age, like that screams um, predatory to me. That's just me personally. And say that I want this person to be this, this, and this. And they have to do this, this, and this to build my kingdom. What kingdom are we talking about? The only kingdom I know is about the kingdom of God. And And if it ain't that kingdom, I don't know what to tell you. So this is just not okay. This is just a lie. And I just really, honestly, I always pray and try to stay away from these men because I never want to be in a situation where I feel like somebody is controlling me or somebody is trying to manipulate me. I feel like when you specific, everybody has a preference. I understand and I get that. But this doesn't seem like a preference to me. This seems like overkill controlling manipulation. What do you think, friend? Uh, I absolutely agree with everything you said. Um, when I first read this post, not that I am, you know, IG's English teacher, but he can't even use proper grammar or, you know, conjugate his verbs in the proper way. So okay. I couldn't understand what he was talking about at first. So um, I think it comes out very arrogant, very chauvinistic and mm-hmm. very stupid. Right. And I think it'd be interesting to know what his age is. Um that's not specified in the post but I agree with your saying that it is almost like he's saying he wants to be able to mold this younger 21 to 24 year old up-and-comer or whatever now for me when I was like 21 to 24 I didn't really know who I was I wasn't uh, like as aware of who I am as a woman and things like that like I am now so I do understand that that younger age it is it could be easier to influence their mindset right but that's the wrong way to approach your preference like you were saying this isn't necessarily a preference for him for me I think age does not actually determine maturity because there's older men that are like him probably that are immature so um but it is for me for me personally it's it's my preference to date someone close to my age or older And I'm saying that because for me, I don't see myself dating someone 20 to 24. Like, I don't really think that that age group, unless it's very rare, would be ready for a wife. You know what I'm saying? So many, um, many years ago, I had a friend who um, married somebody that was 50 and she was in her 20s. And so one of the biggest issues that they had was he didn't ever want to experience anything 
um, with her, like things that she wanted to do, like traveling and trying these new things because he had already done it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that huge 30 year age gap was affecting them because it was like, what's the problem with making new memories together? Just because you've already, you know, oh, well, I've already been overseas or I've already done this. Well, why wouldn't you want to build that with your wife? But it was that older mentality of, well, I've already done this. So, right. you know, so I just feel like when it's a huge age gap, to me, I'd be kind of looking like, well, what is it y'all really have in common? What can y'all really talk about? And it brings me to thinking about that show, um, Marrying Millions. The men on there, well, most of the men, most of the men on there are super rich and old. <laughs> and they get with the youngest possible woman. So I don't know if that's an ego thing. I don't know if it's just money equals, you know. Women, I don't know what that's about, but when I look at them, I'm like, your girlfriend could be your granddaughter. Like, I just don't understand what y'all have in common. Maybe right. it's money, power, and they may have that same mentality. Like, you know what? I can groom her. She, she ain't, you know, in her forties to where she already got her life together. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like I, I do agree with the woman's translation about, you know, grooming young women. That's just, ugh. That's just a weird inappropriate way to scout for women and um but some women they just know which uh type of woman to go after and i just think it's sick like dude go on about your little kingdom or whatever he talking about (laughs) yeah and i definitely agree and i think there are so many men who do this and i even think you know i think there's somebody for everybody and i think that there are probably you know women who like that whatever that's their preference but i just feel like at the end of the day like don't try to turn somebody into somebody that they don't want to be just allow your person or your mate or whoever to to be who they want to be like okay if they want to help you be in your kingdom or whatever it is cool let that be their decision but if that's not something that they're that they want to do or that they're cool with like don't make them you know be that person that you want them to be that they're not and then get mad at them like i feel like if you're gonna if that's your if that's what you want out of a relationship and that's what you want in a partner, I feel like it's fair for you to say that up front so that somebody can make the decision to whether they want to be in that relationship and help you being, build your whatever, your kingdom, or not. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's definitely fair to say it up front, which he did on his dumb IG post. <laughs> I wonder what kind of, I should have read through all the comments, just started trolling, but I didn't because I was just like, this is disgusting. Right. Um, but I don't know, girl. I, I, I'm i with the girl. Say it with your chest. That's what you, what you really meant was right. <laughs> say it with your chest. Right. So let, let's go ahead and keep it moving to our next segment, which is the journey. So Shelby and I will discuss um, some things that we have learned along the way to building our brand, All Things Melanin. So um, Shelby, when building a brand from ground zero, uh, as you know, it's easy to get caught up in the grind of things. But we've learned that rest is just as important as the grind. So what are some ways that we recognize it's time to take a break, a hiatus, so that we can regroup or recharge? And so what are some ways we've made things easier on ourselves? So a little bit of background story, because you know I always come with a background story, right? So when me and Erica, when Erica and I first launched our brand, we took no breaks. None. Not one. Like, we were just pushing out content back to back to back to back to back. Um, 
And the thing about it is, is that we started to get burnt out to the point where we were exhausted because keep in mind, we were working nine to fives and we currently still have a nine to five. So we were pushing out all this content, having all these meetings, doing the damn, th- doing the dang thing and different things like that. But one thing that I noticed is, and we both noticed, um, and we talked to each other about is that we were becoming burnt out. Um, we couldn't really come up with our, our ideas. We were not as motivated and it just seemed like a chore and different things like that. And I think that a lot of times um, as business people or as creatives, we feel like we have this, we have FOMO, the fear of missing out or the fear of not being seen or the fear of being forgotten and different things like that. But one thing that I think that we have both realized <laughs> Um, as we have progressed in our business and built our uh, brand and different things like that, is that if you do not take time for yourself to rest, A, you will continue to be burnt out and the content and the quality that you're putting out, you know, it won't be as good because you don't have it in yourself to give. And second of all, if you do not take a break, your body will take a break from you. Take it from Erica and I. We both know this and different things like that. So I think one thing that we have done um to know when we need to take a break and to know when we need to rest. First and foremost is we tell each other because the thing about it is, is Eric and I know each other very well. Now we are five years in the friendship game or more. And Eric is the type of person, if she, she's not the type of person to say that she can't do something. So I know that if she tells me she can't do it or she doesn't have it in her to do it, or she needs a break, I know she's not bullshitting me. I know she's not being lazy. I know that she's just not, trying to put it in like for me that's a clue to be like okay this is you know it's time to cut it out and vice versa so I think for us we have just really learned to listen to our body and to you know really just to tune into what we need what do you think friend yeah um I was I was just thinking like one of the (laughs) the ways that we know um okay it might be time for us to lay low and be low key is One thing that I really think is a blessing about Shelby and I is that we're both very creative people, especially Shelby. She will just come to me even on days we ain't even really supposed to be working on this and be like, I have this idea and I have this idea (laughs) and I have this idea. So the times that I know that, you know, we both need a break is when she's like, "Okay, I got nothing. I don't got no ideas. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. So I think that an easy way to identify that for us is when we have that creative block. And as creatives, if y'all are out there, y'all can feel us when I say we get so excited about what we're working on that we don't even realize that we still need to balance. You know, people want to put this narrative out there that you got to grind, grind, grind. And you do. But you also need to rest, rest and rest. So don't forget that part. I I wish we would really like normalize that. Um, And there's been times that we haven't been able to come up with podcast topics. We haven't been able to come up with new blog topics or new content for our social media. So it's um, it's very necessary for you to take a step back and be like, hey, let's just take a hiatus. You know, we don't have to put the pressure on ourselves to come out with 15 15 episodes of a podcast. We can say, okay, we're going to take a little break, a little hiatus, and we're going to come back. Because when you do that, you are actually coming back refreshed, recharged with new ideas and and more inspiration by that time. So I feel like to help ourselves, um, to make things kind of, you know, easier, Mm-hmm. Is we had started to repurpose our content. So re- right. per- reposting, you know, older episodes of our Dreams and Connection interviews or per- uh, 
repurposing just older podcast episodes or um, other blogs or just pictures, throwback pictures, just things that it's not always like just new. New doesn't always mean it's the best. Some of them old throwback pictures be hitting. So it's like find find ways to repurpose your your content. Um, And then also it helps like your your audience like if if you repost something a picture or a podcast from way back you could be hitting a whole new audience that's never even seen that podcast or heard that podcast or seen that video or picture right. um so yeah um i also would say that it's perfectly fine to take a break like shelby was saying we always get burnt out just because you booked and busy i mean we need to be resting booked and busy is great right there needs to be a balance right. it's not always the mood Right. And I think the other thing that really helped us is, especially during the pandemic, we were both just so, we had a lot going on. We were just so overwhelmed. That was probably the first time that I actually remember us making a conscious decision to plan breaks and to plan hiatuses. And I think it really, really did us well because we know, okay, for these two months, we going to grind it out. And then for the next month and a half, we're going to rest. And I'm so glad that that's something that we have kept and that we have kept implementing and that we have stayed with because sometimes, you know, we are still on a high and we still do have creative ideas and different things like that. But I always, because we both have so much going on and we have personal projects that we're working on and just all this amazing stuff, I always want us to have time for ourselves individually. Um, so that we can always, so first and foremost, we can show up for ourselves, but also so that we can show up for one another, for our brand, for our podcast, for you all. And I think implementing the break and the hiatuses the way we have has really allowed us to flourish creatively, has really allowed us to flourish as business partners, but it's also allowed us to, you know, flourish as friends because at the end of the day, Eric and I are still friends and we want to make sure that we have that balance between personal life, friendship, and work. And for us, we have to have clear, consistent lines about, okay, like, we going to grind it out these two months. Cool. But we're going to be on a hiatus this month and a half. And sometimes on a hiatus, hiatus, I can't talk. Sorry. You know, we'll come back and we'll have an idea or we may do this and that. But we know during that month and a half, it's not pressure for us to, you know, to work and to create content and different things like that. I think it's so important to rest because when you come, when you rest, you come back focused and you come back like ready to like kill the game. And kind of like to Erica's point, like grinding is cool, but don't grind yourself into a grave before your brand even pop off. Period. (laughs) I guess we can end that there. (laughs) Now, Shelby, let's get into the mentor moment segment, which is probably one of my favorites. I don't know if it is. It's one of my favorites today, I guess I can say. Um, So this segment is where Shelby and I will read a listener's letter. And then we will give our advice on it. Straight talk, no chaser. Okay, so the letter reads, Hi, Shelby and Erica. I'm writing to you because I would like your advice on this. Lately, I've been going through a weird transition of losing friends who I thought were my closest people. When I look back, I realize there were a lot of moments I brushed off because of my love for that friend. But now I feel like God is removing these people from my life. It seems that the older I, the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. So how do you recognize who your true friends are and how do you make the effort to make new friends? So 
first and foremost, I think this is perfectly normal. I think that the older you get and the more you com- you progress in your life and in your career and just through day-to-day and life-to-life situations, you realize that some people are not for you or they're not in your tribe anymore. I'm one of those people that, you know, thinks that whatever season someone is supposed to be in your life, they're going to be in your life. But when their season is up, a lot of times something so dramatic will happen to where you cannot be friends with them anymore. Like you either are going to keep being their friends and be a clown or you're going to hold your ground and do what you got to do, you know, for you to keep it moving and different things like that. I have lost quite a few friends, not a lot, but a, a handful of friends over the years, you know, that I thought would be my ride or die forever and different things like that. But I think that we also have to look back and realize that everybody is not going to be for every part of your life and every season of your life. And sometimes when you continually hold on to people that are not serving you and that are not supposed to be in your life or be attached to you at that point, that's going to hinder where God is taking you in your life. That's going to hinder the assignment that you have. That may hinder a lot of things that you've been praying about and different things like that. I think it's so hard to lose a friend. And we don't talk about sometimes how losing a friend is like a heartbreak. Because if you Mm -hmm. think about it, friendships are, you know, different types of relationships and different things like that. But what I would say is at the end of the day, if you know that you gave it your all, and especially if you look back and you see that there were moments that, they tried you or they weren't for you, then it's okay to let that friendship go. I think sometimes we confuse being hurt by friendships being not enough or, you know, you're not being friends with somebody as, oh, I got to go back and fix that relationship. Listen to me. Listen to me loud. Listen to me clear. You do not have to fix every friendship that is no more. Sometimes you are not friends anymore and it's not beef and sometimes it is beef. I want to make that very clear. (laughs) But I think that, you know, when somebody doesn't serve your life anymore, it's okay to walk away. It's okay to love that person from a distance. It's okay to pray for that person. But it's okay for you to say that this person no longer has access to me and this person no longer can be my friend. They can no longer be attached to me. Um, But yeah, what do you think, friend? I think that's absolutely great advice like she just gave you all the the gems so really honestly I feel like we just talked about this um so you should definitely check out our episode where's the girl code because we were giving all of the signs of a healthy and a bad friendship because I feel like we always have the signs before you know the friendship actually gets to a point where it's dissolved and irreconcilable so um I've learned that you know sometimes when people when you don't remove people like you were saying Shelby it, it something dramatic will happen God will definitely remove those people from you if they are not um, meant to go into the next chapter of your life which is like you were saying heartbreaking um, but I honestly would continue to pray over your right. friendships and connection because it could just be a season of that friendship and maybe you could come back together uh, at a later time because when people are so attached as friends they don't have that that room to grow in some cases. So it could be something that you just need to stay in prayer about. And then um, if, if it ends up not working out, then I'm sure that you could find peace and letting go and knowing when someone's story is over in your life. So, I mean, for me personally, I have been through um, this as well with uh, 
My problem is <laughs> mixing friendships that are seasonal with friendships that are lifetime. I get those two, those two expectations mixed all the way up. So um, to her question about how do you make new friends? Girl, I don't know. I My circle is a dot and I really am not interested in, in having any more <laughs> positions in my dot. So, <laughs> but I would suggest maybe join like a, an activity, maybe a, a fitness right. class, maybe a virtual fitness class because we don't have to wear a mask no more and we don't know people, but, or like jo- join like a small group at church or something right. like that, because these things will also keep you active. Right. So that you're not just sitting around focused on that one friendship that didn't pan out or that friend that you lost. Because one right. thing I know, if I don't know none else, is that what God removes, he will replace with better. So that would be Listen, my advice. No, I, I totally agree. And just to add to your point, like do go and do things that you genuinely enjoy doing or become a, a part of things that you genuinely enjoy doing or be a part of or like to do. And you'll find people that you connect and vibe with in different things like that. As far as kind of like Erica said, definitely go listen to Where is the Girl Code because we gave you all the tea. But just some things I always say, like how to know if you have a true friend and different things like that. One thing that I've realized is that, you know, when you're happy, everybody wants to be your friend. But when life hits you, you find out who a true friend is. I think in order Mm -hmm. to find out if somebody is a true friend, you really honestly, first and foremost, just to have to trust your gut and your intuition because it's not going to lie to you. If you feel funny, if you feel weird, if something ain't right, trust it. It's probably telling the truth. But I also think that you just have to really, you know, see how that person acts in different situations and around different people. Some things that I think about is, you know, just random off the top of my head. Okay, does this person act differently, you know, by when they're with me versus when they're with somebody else. Are they loyal? Are they kind? Do But most importantly, I think is a really important thing, loyalty, but also do they do what they say they are going to do, first off? And mm-hmm. are, you, are they the type of person that you will want to bring around other people in your group? So I just think that when it comes to knowing if somebody is a true friend, there's really no real answer. But I think that you just kind of have to trust your intuition and time is going to tell if that person is a good friend or not. It's going to tell if that person is a good friend or if that person is an associate or if that, that person is somebody you should not fuck with anymore. That's what I would say to tie that up in a bow. <laughs> that was perfect. It reminds me of that TLC song. What about your friend? <laughs> I like that song too. <laughs> I love that song. Shout out to TLC. Um, But you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So let's wrap this up with the words of encouragement. Today it comes from Proverbs 16.3. And it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. So y'all, this has been my Bible verse this entire week and probably the weeks prior. Um, Because what it means to me is that we have, we can come up with great ideas or great visions and great dreams. And some of them obviously come from God and some of them don't. But when you can't decide what is from God and what is not, then I think that this verse is saying, take your plans to God and say, hey, your will be done. And so whatever like move that you're trying to make, you just want to make sure that you are including God in your plans and surrender them to him. And 
it gets kind of tricky because, you know, the Bible's like, okay, faith without works is dead. So that means even though you have faith for God to like bring you that new job, you have to get out there and apply, network, interview. And as you're doing that work, you're committing it to God. Like whatever happens, God is in your will. It'll it'll work out for me the way you see fit. So this helps me not to get so caught up in my own plans and like what I want to succeed and and, and just reaffirms that like as long as I do the work God will do the rest and if it's it's his will then it'll be done uh what does it mean to you Shelby first of all Erica that was a whole word and then some um that blessed that blessed my spirit um I actually really don't have that much else to add to what you said but what I will say is for me when I read this verse and different things like that it just reminds me kind of like you said friend honestly just to take all of my dreams my visions just everything that I have within me whether it's good or bad to the Lord and when I take it to him and I give it to him and I trust that he's gonna do what he does because at the end of the day God has already planned my life out ahead and I think sometimes you know we take our plans and we do what our plans, but what we want to, and then they don't come to fruition and we get upset, but that's not what God had for you. That's what you have for yourself. And so when I, when I listen, when I read this Bible verse, and even just in listening to you, friend, it really reminds me that at the end of the day, like God still knows what's best for me and he's going to allow the his will to be done so all i can do is take my dreams my visions my wants my desires and lay them at the feet of the altar and trust that whatever plans he wants for my life to succeed will succeed how he wants them to succeed yes amen girl so i guess we can lead on out with prayer so everybody bow your heads close your eyes shelby bow your head i can see you looking at me um, <laughs> and if you driving out there just sway with it so dear god we come to you in the name of jesus and we want to thank you for this day that you've blessed us with please help us to remain confident in the fact that we will see your goodness in our lives and thank you for your protection your provision your favor thank you that we lack no good thing in you um we pray for for those who are desiring new friendships and connections we pray that you bring those people in our lives and continue to remove those who no longer serve their purpose we pray for each person listening to this podcast right now that your peace and blessings will surround them this week despite of their circumstances we know that you are in control of all things lord we know and believe that we will receive what we've asked for according to your perfect will for our lives in jesus name we pray amen amen